Yo, Stone, we gotta get this loot up. Where this ball, thing? Yeah, to all the killers and the hundred dollar billers. For real, because who ain't got no feelings? Feelings. Check it out now. Episode number 13. Lucky Carry the Water, episode number 13, if I'm remembering correctly. Lucky 13. What is 13? When you think of 13, what do you think of, John? Uh, I think of I think of a milestone. February 13th? Uh, Odell Beckham? Yeah, a few of those. I think of New Year, New Me. Dan Marino? I mean, that's your day, you're dating yeah. yourself. Oh, here we go. Right. Uh, I, th- I think New Year, New Me. I think New Year, New Podcast. As well, which is what I want to talk about with you today, Jacob. We don't have anybody else here. Yeah. Oh, well, Mom, I'm sorry, but you have to just listen to us today. It's just me and you, Mom. <laughs> new Year, New Me means uh, less mom jokes and less forgetting. Actually, the goal for this year is to remember the episode number, Yeah, I think that's the first thing. I think we wanted to do this episode last year, um, but we just didn't have enough content right. or, or enough experience to do this. I remember badgering so. you, and we just kept putting it off. Until it got to like March, and we realized, okay, New Year, New Me doesn't apply anymore. We're a quarter in, <laughs> so uh, I'm glad we could finally do it. At least I think the the idea here is we've spent a year making a what I'd call a smashing success. Smashing's the right word for this for a podcast. Uh, we got up to I believe 200 ish ep- viewers on some of our episodes, which is that's big time. Yeah, I mean, I think we have over to, over 2,000. Total views on the twelve episodes that we yeah. have, which is pretty exciting. Not and that then, we're metrics guys. No, not metrics. I've never been a bottom line. Guy. Nick Koski, you're still in third place. Don't worry. Keep <laughs> up. Um, but I think too, like being able to do some of this and learn the process of it and thinking back. I think why we wanted to bring this kind of full circle with this is thinking about kind of our first episodes and you know how we've grown with this and how the process of, of having a podcast has been such a learning experience for both and, John and I. So and even before our first episode, I mean we talked about it for months i mean we and we it's funny how we a podcast that has a 2000 total viewers in a year we talked about for six months we're like oh god like what are we gonna do uh maybe we should have some more planning but you know it's okay and i think the goal for this was to get together and maybe just reflect a little bit i didn't really i don't think we prepped too much but more understand like what have we learned not just from a podcast side but 2017 was a weird year. I feel like I learned a lot outside of the podcast that we could talk about yeah, as well. Yeah, we're definitely different people, right? We're definitely have learned quite a bit, and having a podcast has kind of allowed us to look back at the beginning of this year and look at, um, or the past year and look at this year and, and be able to kind of benchmark yourself a little bit. I think, you know, the number one thing I learned about kind of having a podcast is the, is the process outside of me speaking into this mic, right? Um, you know, our first podcast, our first um, recording we ever did was in the HubSpot offices on floor number two, what we called the Shark Tank. Um, we did it over our uh, WebEx, right, which was our, our recording, uh, our call. We did it over a conference call. We recorded it with a good buddy of mine that I dragged away from his wife on a Saturday morning, Ian Danielson, and we just chatted, right, and we saw... You know, we had no agenda of what we were going to kind of really talk about. We just wanted to learn 
more about how this kind of cool creative guy that we met Ian or, or that I had known and, and how did he get there, right? What, how was he able to do some of these things and, you know, be a director at, at, a, at a startup and how was he able to get there? And, you know, the process of doing that from recording from the first day to, you know, working with a couple of different producers to, you know, marketing the podcast to finding guests for the podcast to, you know, getting the intro music for the podcast for figuring out what I was going to say on the podcast, all of those things were a lot more than we had necessarily thought about when we were walking around, you know, Cambridge side gallery saying, Hey, we should have a podcast. Yeah. We didn't really, you know, it's funny. We thought about it for six months, but I don't think we ever actually wrote down a process and we still, I mean, it took us 10 months to actually document a process, which is probably one of the biggest, it was one of the biggest roadblocks actually producing more than 12 episodes in all honesty. And I think, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Just thinking back to the, when we recorded in that shark tank. Uh, so yeah, I remember you were were you were kind of I'd say wielding wielding the uh, the heavy stick in terms of directing how we should produce our podcast, and I had to write down all of the things that needed to be done. And I asked you to circle. I literally asked you to circle one of the things that you were owning, and you realized that you weren't owning any of them. So uh, not to hey, this isn't a this isn't oh, a witch attack or oh, witch hunt. I love it. Witch attack, jeez. Um, so I think too, when we talk about that, right, it's like the part, there's more to the part of the process than, you know, us sitting in front of the microphone talking to each other. Right. And I think that, um, I had taken the lead on, in finding, uh, you know, a, a buddy of mine who was, you know, really interesting and wanted to come on and would do it. Um, taking the first steps of recording it, looking for the first couple of producers, um, but hadn't really kind of grasped the process of editing it or, you know, finding the right intro music. How long did we want that to be? How are we going to publish it on social media? How are we going to get the listens? Um, how are we going to, you know, figure it out to publish it on our website? Those sort of things um, are a lot of the reasons or things that I didn't, I guess I didn't know, think about before the process started. Yeah. But what I'll give us credit for is just recording it and doing it, right? Yeah, Where I'll now it's that. like, you know, I'll I give think, myself, so, I'll, I'll pat myself in the back. You know, that. of many things you can do yeah. right there. I think that that's the piece of it. And, and now it's something that, is very, I don't want to say it's much easier for us to do something like this because I, yeah. we just tried it. I feel like we cared about all of the wrong things. Like we cared, we didn't care about the process and we cared so much. You know, this is what I learned. We cared so much about viewership. At the end, we, we were, we were kept, I mean, the jokes we kept making and still make about our moms, the only ones that are listening, they do sort of point or insecurities about how very little amount of people actually listen to this or but at the end of the day it's the times that we just stopped thinking about that and said if we were listening to this who would we want to talk to or who would we want to learn from like ryan dice was a perfect example of that i mean he had a great network at the end of the day but he also was super interesting yeah we we just there was somebody that i just was i couldn't fathom how he came to be so that ended up being our most popular episode so i think one of the things i'm learning is hey like one, some of these episodes actually do get, they, they got some great views. I was yeah, surprised. Much more than we thought. Much more than we ever thought. But at the same time, it's when we didn't care about it that it, it resulted in the results we wanted, if that makes sense. Um, you know, it's also tough. And I feel like we're just essentially saying that podcasting is tough at this point. But you know, <laughs> we're essentially naming every single part of the process. But you know, it's also tough. Interviewing. Interviewing is hard like it's right. not as easy as just talking to somebody because first of all we've never been in a studio before so it felt very unnatural uh and i mean 
what a step up though from from where we started though, right? Yeah. What yeah. a great home to call the podcast garage. Yeah, sorry, sorry, in the here. office. The podcast garage is amazing. Yeah, it gets you in the honestly, mood a little bit to podcast. It really does. Makes my voice sound really good. <laughs> but at the same time, it was it's not that easy. Because you always we always come in with our agendas mm-hmm. and most of these people have their own ideas, which is kind of the point, but it's really hard to get them to just to to build out some type of like content and pieces that people that listen can take away while not taking away from what they want to talk about so i I felt like that was something that was that was pretty difficult yeah and i think too i have some of the advantage of of some of that with um and you know probably more of you know two-thirds of the the guests that have come on i've I've had a pretty good relationship whether worked with them or known them um, for a long time and i think that you've done a really good job john of like getting some of those questions out of them because it's harder for me because it's like oh i already know that you know that yeah, and we, yeah. we have so many of these these stories that i want to tell about all the fun stuff we've done and it's like you've done a really good job of like taking an outside perspective of some of that and being able to look at these people and be able to get really good information from them that is valuable to somebody who doesn't have as close a relationship with them too okay let's talk about goals then what uh all right this is the question you always ask our guests you oh. said if we had to look back and Ooh. and say give some advice but if we had to look back a year from now and like just look at the 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 results or like the, the product if you will yeah carry the water what are we hoping for well it's interesting when we think about when we started it the goal was never to interview people and like figure out their stories we just thought people didn't want to just hear me and you talking back and forth forever well spoiler alert they don't yeah so we oh, should, come all right, on. we'll cut it out well, right? we'll you know it. of course okay. they do but but i think if i could go back in time and look um i think the one thing that we've been able to pull from people or get from people is talk about the unique stories um, of something in their career that somebody can resonate that, you know, is listening or forget that's listening even for us, right? So I think if I had pushed myself to get outside of my kind of existing network and, you know, we had Adolfo on from Toucher and Rich and we had, Legend. you know, uh, startup founders from, you know, Mass Challenge. We had, um, you know, corporate managers at HubSpot. We had all sorts of people, agency owners, that sort of thing. You know, the, the, the digital marketer guys were great, two of my favorite episodes. Um, but the thing is, is I think that one thing that I'm going to push myself to do is find people outside of my network with much different experiences because I think that's what we really get the most out of is somebody who, you know, doesn't have a traditional path and trying to figure out how they got there is actually the most important content that we've been able to get from people. So what I think the most thing that I'm looking to do for for the podcast is to find more unique guests, right? Okay. So not just people in the B2B SaaS sales space or B2B marketing or, you know, that sort of thing. But how do we find a, you know, a small business owner that's taking over their, you know, family business? Or how do we find somebody who is a, you know, developer and worked at four different companies in two different years and doubled their salary, right? How, how, how do, how do you get there? And how do we kind of pull the curtain back and, you know, not tell the whole story, but give a little snippet of it um, to kind of remind us all that we're all humans, we're all people, we all make decisions that change our lives, yeah. but ultimately, um, you know, those are the stories that I'm looking for and kind of push that uniqueness piece. Yeah, and I think I, I would push the I push the 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 goal here in terms of number of episodes too. I don't want to care at all about viewership. I, I think it's lended itself well when we didn't. I do think that we could focus more on the quality of the content 
as long as it's quality content, if we start to build out this process that we've been talking about and actually nail it, we should theoretically be able to produce more episodes. So I, I think if I had to put a number on it, I'd say if we could do 12, 12 interviews, because right now we did 12 inter- we did twelve total episodes, including the ones where we just talk. Mm-hmm. If we could do 12 interview episodes, maybe 16 total, sure. 12 uh, interview episodes with quality guests outside of maybe some of the, the networks we already started pushing towards. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's one a quarter that I'd like to see more of us just reflecting on the episodes. Yeah. Like, hey, like here's some of the best sound bites that we learned from. I like that, that idea. Uh, maybe that's if we could do 16. That I I'd be proud of that. So unique um, guests and different and, quality, different yeah, quality we, of guests. If we know we have our process documented now, which is kind of cool. Anybody wants to download Thanks, a free John. ebook? Thanks, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. And uh, so now we just need to continue to keep the quality guests high, which I think we have, and uh, produce more episodes. Uh, yeah, and that's not a slight. Like, again, it's not it's not saying that our quality of our guests haven't been great. I think they they have been. I think when you look back at a collection of the of the guests that we've had, the the be- the things that I feel the most proud about is the diversity of them. Right of like the startup founders to the you know the corporate sales guy to the agency owner to yeah. right and that's where i think it makes you know if we hear the same story about the same startup SaaS guy that grew you know what i mean it just it's not as compelling but okay. you know p- part of this too is a growing experience i think john for both of us right for me and you i think you know like i said earlier like we're very different um than when we started this not very different but we're different people than when we started the podcast you know at least in our careers as well and um you know you've made some great feats or you know this year as well but when we look at kind of like what are your person like what are some of the personal goals for you and let's use this as an opportunity yeah. to kind of like put some of those out there so if you had to say to yourself like you know what's johnny Polito trying to do this year um that's different and here's an opportunity to kind of like stand on a, on a soapbox as i like to call it and call it out let's do it yeah and i think part of it's reflecting on that year like you said it was a different year and and unique year uh so we may want to talk a little bit about i don't know maybe some of the things like something we've learned here because i I do feel like i learned a lot Uh, i don't want to drink from fire hose here and spill them all out but um, yeah don't drink from fire hose the thing i learned no uh so maybe we want to start there because i think we should it's important to air out our goals but Mm -hmm. reflect first if you, what's something you learned as of like last year? Do you have anything? Yeah, I think for me, one of the biggest things I learned this year is um, I am not a very pleasant person while I am bored. Um, whether it's having ADD, whether it's whatever, whether it's being hooked in, connected, so on and so forth to, you know, the internet, the web, being online all the time, um, whatever it is, um, I'm easily, you know, I'm, I get bored. Um, and I'm not necessarily a, a happy person in that, in that space, but it's no one else's responsibility to make me unboard or excited, right? That responsibility is my own. So it's not my manager. It's not, you know, the person I'm dating. It's not, you know, my mother, it's really up to me, um, to not be bored and to not put myself into those ruts or, you know, um, like John will refer to sometimes as the sad clown, right? Like the idea, right. You know, but I think the idea of this is like, there's a lot of opportunity for me. I can do a lot of different things. I can travel, I can do these sort of things and it's not anyone else's responsibility except for my own. Um, so that's probably like the biggest thing for myself to learn is not happy when I'm bored 
And if I'm bored, it's up to me to be able to change that and not rely on anybody else. And I can control it, it which is kind of cool too. Control the environment that challenges you essentially. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Mine's mine's a little bit more on the sales side, a little bit. Shocker. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's more in my life than it should be sometimes. But uh, I think I, I mean, I've I've been at HubSpot for for a few years now, and and the first few years, I I think I really struggled to move conversations and and sales. Uh, I would put on all this effort, and the bottom line results just never were there. I kind of disproved. The idea that you could you could just book a ton of opportunities and input <laughs> equals output. In all honesty, I think people scratch their head in that respect. But I think what I realized, especially over this last year, is people don't make decisions or do things because it's your idea. They do it because it's their idea, or at least they do it because they think it's their idea. Uh, I've been reading this book, Invisible Influence, by Jonah Berger, and he talks about how. Uh, the factors of people making decisions and he drove or he rode his bike around Silicon Valley and put a survey on everybody that owned a BMW's windshield. And he asked, he essentially asked a few simple questions. He asked, why'd you buy the car? And why do you think your friends buy cars? And he asked a few questions around like, oh, it's savings and value. And then it's all these things like looking cool for your friends and outside influence. And, 95% of the surveys came back and said their friends all bought things because of outside influence. Like they were thought it would make them look cool, mm-hmm. but they never thought themselves were affected by those influences too, which is funny that like you just ironically think you're the only one that isn't <laughs> influenced by outside <laughs> factors, but it's the same with sales in general. Like we, people don't make these decisions because they think it's you can it, prescribing for them. They sure. think they come to that conclusion. So the question I asked myself throughout the year and it brought about a lot of success was what would I do if I were them? And at first I didn't know the answer. So I did a ton of research. I learned about my prospects, but eventually I did. And the only thing I could do was just add value and provide tips and all these different, you know, different things that could actually help them come to their own conclusions at Mm -hmm. the end of the day. Um, So I need to do more of that. So that's, that's what I've learned is people make decisions because even if they, even if it's, you kind of got them there. Like you guided them at the end of the day. They didn't need to think it's their decision. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a definitely, that's a good, it's a good thing to learn in your sales process. I think too, as somebody who, you know, no one's ever said, Hey, you haven't worked hard enough, right? Hey, John, you didn't make enough, you know, hit your activity numbers. It wasn't ever a problem for you. I think the, the idea of uh, understanding them is a big piece. I heard, you know, I think I mentioned it before at some point, but I remember, um, uh, sales manager uh, david david torres mentioned this is kind of his sales superpower right and he you know i always remember him saying this is empathy right yeah understanding why somebody can or can't do something and being able to say i understand that right and i think what you learned is being empathetic for somebody um because it's not their job to be empathetic for you um as the salesperson so yeah, yeah i think that that's a big that's a big learning experience goals wise uh Mine are a little metric driven, so and I'm not a metric guy. We well, made P Club this year. Yes, and that's actually the first one. Wow, good segue. He, I don't think go. he knew this, but uh, P Club in April is in Aruba. I'm gonna have to have my shirt off in front of a lot of people. Uh, so my goal was 25 pounds by P Club. So um, I, I could lose. What's, what's the date today? Today is January 17th. All right, so we may be April 8th. Okay, so 25 pounds. I'm gonna write this down. I'm gonna follow you. Okay. 
All right. Now I need to build a process for this. You do. Um, So that's the first one. And the second is pay off my student loans. Uh, I graduated college three years ago and had roughly 60 grand in student loans. I paid off probably like 10. I. My, my mom would actually know the real answer to this because she bugs me about it every day. Yep. But uh, I've started to save a significant amount of money, and I actually think I could pay it off this year, all of it. Wow. So that's the goal. That's a big step. If I step. can pay off all my student loans by the end of the year, that'll be- You know what I mean? You can't draw that one up, John. So hold me accountable to that. If we listen to this- We are. Yep. If we listen to this, we're going to listen to this April 8th, the day before P-Club. Yep. And then we're going to listen to this at the end of the year, and hopefully I've- uh, and, and I will pass both those goals. I like it. I like it, John. Let's let's uh, let's keep each other accountable with these and see what we can do. All right, new year, new podcast. New though. year, new podcast. If there's anybody who lis- who's listening who thinks they might have somebody who is a good fit, who you know has a great story to tell, who um, likes to talk, who is a woman, we need more women on the friggin' podcast as guests, please. Yeah, we're a bunch of too many bros. Jeez. So no, um, we've been trying to get my mom on for God's sakes, but we got to get other people on the podcast. So if there's anybody who is listening who wants to come on, uh, email us, find us on Twitter, um, whatever to do, whatever you guys can do to find us, we're pretty easy to do it. Hope you guys have a great year and uh, look forward to the podcast in uh, 2018. Carry the water, guys.